Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome. We're glad you're here. In a surprising twist, the person giving this week's message is me. This message, originally given on February 21st, 2021, is called, You Can Do the Thing. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Many of you probably know me as the CVUU's office administrator, the wearer of many hats, Jill of all trades, if you will. In giving your message this morning, I'm wearing yet another new hat. And I'm a little nervous, but here we go anyway. One piece of information that some of you may not know about me is that on the days of the week that I am not your trusty office administrator, I am an educator. I hold bachelor and master's degrees in music and currently teach part-time in the Wartburg Music Department. I've also taught at Luther College, the Drake University Community School of Music, and my own private music studio. Just like in my role here at the CVUU, as an educator, I've worn a number of hats. I've taught music appreciation, music history, And of course, I designed myself to help teach musicianship skills to high school students. All this in addition to what I currently teach, which is what we refer to in the business as applied voice. I teach individual vocal lessons to students. Each week, the student arrives at the room where I teach, and we work on principles that will help them learn to sing better, to sing in a more beautiful and healthful way. Don't worry. I'm not going to try to give you all a group voice lesson. That's not what we're here for. Rather, I want to talk to you about a curious response I get from adults when I tell them what I do. The most common response when I've just told another adult that I teach voice lessons for a living is this. Wow, that's wonderful. I wish I could sing. My friends, I confess, I never know how to respond to that in the moment. No matter how many times it happens, I'm taken aback every time. If this has been you, please know I don't judge you or blame you for this flabbergasted position I find myself in. I know this is an honest expression of your thoughts and feelings, and I I validate that wholeheartedly. But what I always want to say because as an introverted person, small talk is not my natural habitat. And what I really want in conversations with other humans is to delve deep into what makes us tick and to find our shared humanity together. What I really wanna say is, who told you that you can't? Because I think what most folks mean when they say, I wish I could sing is, I don't think I'm talented enough at singing. It's rare that the person has some kind of physiological limitation, like a vocal injury that precludes them from making singing sounds. Usually it comes back to some concern about musical talent. 
Some people believe this about themselves because someone in their past has told them they aren't talented at it. And some people believe this because they've observed what they think of as the talent of others and have decided themselves that they don't measure up. Y'all, in my personal professional opinion, our culture makes way, way, way too much out of talent. And honestly, who could be blamed for focusing on talent when our examples in the current cultural zeitgeist are obsessed with it? America's Got Talent and other competition shows come on once a week with new, sparkly, shiny acts that seem to have just been pulled out of thin air. Popular scripted shows that dramatize music groups preparing for performance rarely show any actual rehearsal. Stories about naturals and savants capture audiences' attentions and are therefore common subjects of film, TV, and other media. And it's true that those people exist, people who are just naturally gifted, who practically fall out of the womb singing like Pavarotti. But when our culture glorifies the concept of natural talent, what about the rest of us? I've been thinking a lot lately about fixed mindset and growth mindset. I am not a psychologist, that is not one of my hats. But I think I understand enough about this to give you a little background on the concept in case you're not familiar. In 2006, when I was in college, the psychologist Dr. Carol Dweck released her book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. In it, Dr. Dweck identifies two possible mindsets, two possible approaches of, to, to one's understanding of oneself and one's abilities. A person with a fixed mindset, which I usually refer to as a talent mindset, although I'm not sure Dr. Dweck would like that, believes that their abilities are fixed. Either they have the skills they'll need to succeed at whatever it is, or they don't. They were born with certain abilities, and those abilities are what they are. A person with a growth mindset, by contrast, believes that abilities can be developed. In their research, Dr. Dweck and her associates were specifically looking at scholastic intelligence. In students with a fixed mindset, any attempt that did not reach a correct answer was seen as a failure and discourage them from making repeated attempts. By contrast, students with a growth mindset who believed that they could get smarter through effort saw repeated attempts as opportunities for growth. Perfect execution was not their goal. Learning was. Because of this, students who engaged in their work through a growth mindset would devote more time and energy to their growth and therefore showed higher achievement. I've seen this in action myself. My most talented or naturally gifted students are not always my most successful ones. Rather, it's the students who approach their assignments with an open mind and with a desire to grow their skills through the act of doing, through the act of practice, that truly excel and that reap the most benefits from expressing themselves through music making. I should say at this point, 
For some of you, it may not be the arts at all. It may be something else. Feel free to substitute whatever your thing is, the thing you hesitate to do because you don't see yourself as being good at it. I encourage you to adjust your mindset, to adjust your approach, and to consider that while you might not have been gifted extra natural ability in whatever it is, each time you do it is a new opportunity to learn and grow. It works for everything. My thing is math, and that's a long enough story that it's going to have to wait for another time. If you want to grow your skills in your whatever it is, there are any number of ways to learn. Especially in this increasingly digital age, there are programs that will teach you how to do almost anything that you can find online. Obviously, I am a firm believer in the value of formal instruction. If I wasn't, I'd have chosen a different career path. But it's also not the only way. Guidance from an instructor is immensely helpful, but the doing, or the practice, if you will, must be done by you. You can start getting better at whatever it is right now if you want to, just by doing the thing. The title of my message today, You Can Do the Thing, is actually a nod to my current and former students. I acknowledge that as an educator, I tend to use similar rhetorical devices over and over. These become Bean Hansenisms that are sometimes, affectionately I hope, parroted back to me by my students. When we're first working on a given principle of singing, I will explain the principle several times, as many ways as I can come up with, until I feel confident that the student knows what I'm getting at, and they've successfully done it once or twice. Thereafter, I usually replace whatever it is with the cheerful exhortation, do the thing. Gradually, over the course of their study with me, a student will learn any number of different principles, at which point, do the thing becomes do all the things. Friends, we can do the things. The things that we have believed in our heart of hearts that we are not talented enough to do, we can do them. And what's more, we should do them. Especially when those things are the making of art, visual arts, music, dance, textile arts, writing, etc. There is an increasing amount of research out there showing the cognitive benefits of making art. According to an article from Harvard Health, studies have shown that expressing themselves through art has helped patients with the symptoms of anxiety, depression, and even cancer. In healthy older people, expressing themselves through art has been linked to improved memory, reasoning, and resilience, and a lot of those same benefits are gained by people suffering from dementia as well. And you know what? These benefits were gained regardless of the quality of the art. Although there is a lot of value, I think, in high-level artistic expressions, say, professional opera houses and exhibitions from highly trained visual artists and the ballet. Those kinds of professional artistic presentations are not the only kind of valuable art. Despite the fact that they are the most visible in our culture, those types of artistic expressions do not 
themselves define the concept of art. At the core, the arts are a way for us to express our own humanity. Humans have created art since prehistoric times and those prehistoric humans were probably not aspiring to some great high artistic ideal. Instead, they were saying, I was, and I was here. And I made this thing because I liked it. And now when we create whatever it is that is inside of us to create, we say to the universe, I am, and I am here. And I made this thing because I liked it. And when we do that, we pull out from inside of ourselves just a little of makes, what makes us who we are. And when we share our creations with other people, we say, I offer up to you this expression of my human experience. Maybe you will find inside of it something that reminds you of your human experience. And let us share in this communion with one another, your soul to my soul singing in harmony the music of vitality and life. We do not create because the things we create reach some elevated ideal of high art. We create because there are universes inside of us that long to be expressed. There are parts of our humanity that cry out for connection and for a way to communicate the abstract parts of us. I would argue, therefore, there is no such thing as bad art because all art is an expression of the human experience and that in itself is just as beautiful as any professionally sung aria or elegantly crafted poem. To me, this is all an extension of our first principle. We affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Every person includes you and your voice matters. Your human expression matters. Your human experience matters. If you have a song in your heart, sing it. Write the computer program or the story that's been percolating in your imagination. Mold the clay, paint the painting, dance. And if someone in your life, including any negative self-judging voices in your own head, tries to tell you that you aren't good enough, then tell them that there are universes inside of you. Your thoughts, your feelings, and your essence are beautiful and nobody can express them but you. Do the things, do all of the things, and in doing all of the things, may you find the joy and the freedom that come from bringing into the world a creation that reflects even a small portion of your humanity. Amen and blessed be. This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org, and you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram 
at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors to attend our online services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.